Well, Mr. Money, making counter offers, rolling in that big old fat greens. How you doing, D-Roy? We're ready for another podcast of Death Piles and Taxes. Big old fat greens. That was, uh, I was going to say my nickname in high school, but that hurt some feelings. That's what I called a kid in high school, Adam. That's what, that's what they used to call me. So, um, you know, we're, we're back here going over some, uh, getting ready for some Christmas monies. Um, I got a question for you. What time in November is okay to start turning on your Christmas lights? I know it's kind of a taboo area. When you, when, when is that all right? Well, if you're me, it used to be after Thanksgiving. Okay. However, the other day, I got out, my neighbors had their stuff all up, and I thought, man, it's going to be cold and snowing. And my, my Christmas lights is the lazy man plugging those laser beams that go on your house. Yeah. So I set all that up. And I just told my wife, I'm like, I, I got it all ready. Well, we'll just plug it in after Thanksgiving. She goes, well, why wait? I said, I don't know. So the other night I went in and plugged it out and plugged it in. So mine have been up for probably a week now. So I'll say uh, November, uh, just first of November. That's where I'll go. First, so post post uh, Halloween yeah. pre-Veterans Day. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll give you post-Veterans Day. Just somewhere in that mix. Somewhere in that range. Because... Because at first, I used to be kind of a Scrooge about that kind of thing. And I thought, what's it hurt? Like, why does it matter? It's not hurting anything. It's the happiest time and, of year. Yeah, I like to drive around and look at lights. If there's lights now, it gets dark. It's yeah. fun to go have something to do. That might explain where we live more than anything. If, like, that's our entertainment. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I haven't put up the Christmas tree and everything yet. But uh, I'm not against it. And I was, uh, so with this other podcast that I do, um, with with our Jimmy Cheapy Pants, we do one called... Uh, Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. Thanks for everybody that's listened and supported there. Uh, we've made a lot of friends over in England and the UK uh, because the band, the killers uh, that we talk about, really big over there, like massively, massively big. Uh, they're pretty big over here, but over there, they're just, they're huge. Yeah, they're gangbusters. And uh, so we made a lot of friends. And the other day I saw, you know, some of some of those people that I'm Facebook friends with have already put their Christmas trees and, and stuff, and they're getting all ready for the holidays. And I thought, man, that's kind of early. I mean, we got Thanksgiving and all this and that. And I thought, no, they don't. I don't think they have Thanksgiving. I think they have. I think they're just. I think they just go right into Christmas. And then that made sense with like Dickens' Christmas Carol and all this. I'm like, that's why it's so big over in England. Is uh, they celebrate the holidays and it seems like Yorkshire pudding and all this, you know, all this stuff they got rolling. Um, I don't think they have a break. I don't. I don't. I think they just go right into it. So makes sense. Things like that make sense. That's that's a good point. Like. I know that, you know, like, like the Dia de Muertes, like the Day of Dead is, is very large in the Hispanic culture in Mexico and that kind of thing. Uh, do they have Halloween in England? I don't know. I don't I don't know. Now we just sound like a, a couple of our, you know. No, dumb, we are. That's, we don't sound like we are. <laughs> dumb Americans. That's that, exactly what that's we a, are. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of like our, our friends in the North, Canada, they, they have their own Thanksgiving, I know, but it's not when we have ours. And so... Yeah, my mind is blown here. I've never they're, they're thought in the about Commonwealth. It. We're not making Fourth of July jokes. It's just different holidays where people live, and uh, and if you if you uh, are selling internationally, um, that's a good thing to know because uh, everyone's like, well, I'm not going to start selling my Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving because that's when people are looking for it. Well, if you're selling internationally, you might have a market over uh, across the pond, as I like to say. Uh, ACT or ACP, excuse me, across the pond, ATP, ATP across the pond. <laughs> Uh, where people are waiting to put their stuff in after Thanksgiving because they have some moral obligation or whatever to it, that you can just be raking it in 
uh, three or four weeks beforehand. So uh, don't limit yourself to, to different things. Uh, I talked last episode about uh, items that I'm selling, um, and they're going real good internationally. Well, one of the places that's going uh, is this uh, item that, that they can't find where they live is Australia. And, I mean, Australia celebrates Christmas. Um, they probably don't have Thanksgiving there either. I don't know. Uh, they definitely don't have American Thanksgiving, that's for sure. But they're buying items uh, for Christmas, and there's certain items that sometimes get shared either on social media or kids are watching YouTube channels, that kind of a thing. And the kid wants the item. Well, it's only manufactured and made uh, in America, or, or sometimes, you know, there's things over in Europe that Americans want. Uh, find that kind of stuff and, and be the guy selling it because uh, it's, uh, it's a really low, uh, there's not much competition in some of that stuff until it, it really catches on and then you get out. Well, and plus it's American-type items. So, man, my, uh, my, my brain's going a million miles a minute here trying to think about, you know, we're, we're very, I mean... And I think it's the same for everybody. You know, you you are kind of what you're around, your surroundings. But I didn't think about that. Other, they don't celebrate, you know, Halloween. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving. They do celebrate something else weird. I got to remember because I was with uh, on a business trip. Cause it was probably four years ago now. I had met some friends at, at one conference, and they were here locally, and uh, they were from the Netherlands, and uh, we went to a conference together in Atlanta. And they were telling me about some holiday over there. It was, it was some weird type holiday that I don't I don't remember a lot about. It, it wasn't weird. It was it was unique to me because you know you I never don't, heard about it. I, I never heard about it. So I mean, imagine if you're trying to explain uh, yeah Halloween to somebody that's never you know it's like you yeah. you do what you, you dress up your kids like what and send them where. Three hundred and sixty four days of the year we say don't take candy from strangers. And then the one day you you should be hitting up every house in the neighborhood. Go, but what you got to do is you got to dress up like something deceased yeah. to do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so some of the things we do in America are are a little uh, you know head scratching once you look at it. So. Well, yeah, it was back in the '90s where it was like don't get in strangers' cars and don't meet people from the internet. Yeah. I, this comes comedian thing. I'm sure I heard it before. I didn't come up. This isn't a, a D-Roy original. And now here we are. We got Uber on our phones. Meet up with strangers and take rides in their cars. So, yeah, and, you know things change. Let's just say it that way. But I don't know where they do or don't celebrate Halloween and things and uh, Thanksgivings or whatever. But all I know is there's opportunity to make money um, year round if you get out of your comfort zone. If you get out of your safe space. If you get out of your where you feel like it's you know where you feel the best because you you understand everything and, and you learn a little bit and you can grow that way. So. Um. That's all fine and dandy, but everyone here is for the taxes of the death piles and taxes. Especially this time of year. <clears throat> this is the, the tax um, time. I, I'm going to get nerdy with it here for a second because I know this is something that you and I are going to have to address this year, and that is uh, inventory. Okay? That is your, your stock of items that you have for sale. Um, <clears throat> what what I mean by that is is in a normal, you know, regular business, you know, you'll uh, sell items and then you'll sell items, you know, you'll have items that you purchased and then you have your bottom line. So you have your gross sales <clears throat> minus, you know, any expenses that you have against it. And then you have your bottom line and that's usually what you pay taxes on. The unique part, especially as Derek has this year, and, and I'm guessing a lot of you, you've, you've probably, you know, stocked up. You, you, you've bought more than you sold. Yeah. You, you, you might've bought more than you sold. <clears throat> so what happens is you have that inventory buildup. Because if you took all the expenses, you know, everything that you had spent this year, you would be negative. But you don't want to be negative um, because 
what's going to happen next year when you've taken all those expenses already, you took all the purchases, and next year you're going to be like really, really high because you didn't save those expenses, meaning that cost of goods sold. Um, yours isn't a cost of goods sold. Yours isn't like I'm making something with raw material and shipping it out the door. That isn't what it is. You're selling inventory. You're selling uh, cars every single day on a smaller basis. So that's really what you have to look at is, is come the end of the year, and this is what Derek uh, is really good at it as regular job, is you got to do an inventory count. That's usually what happens at the end of the year so that you know, you know, December 31st, how much you have at the end of the year. And one thing that people think about is it's not the retail value that we're really looking to count because the retail value is it's kind of arbitrary. It doesn't really, it doesn't mean anything. Because the, the retail value could be $100, $50, $1,300. It doesn't know. It's what you actually spent on that item is that's where your your um, inventory. Does, does that make sense, Derek? Yeah. Now, is this stuff so is this stuff have to be for sale and be listed, or is it stuff that could be sitting uh, on this counter right here? That's going to count as inventory for you. Well, that's going to be good. Because, like I said, you're because gonna, PSA took a, took a big chunk of, yeah, my, of my money this they, year. They, <laughs> they, they, I think you willingly gave it to them. Um, that's the sad part. So, like I said, all of these expenses that, that, that you might have incurred and you built up, um, it, it's going to kind of sit there. And that's why it is. It's extremely important to contact a, you know, uh, an accountant, somebody who knows. Um, it's been really nice. We've had several people reach out to us here at my office. And fortunately, unfortunately, I'm not really able to help a lot of people just because my time constraints. You're booked up. I, I am booked up, and it's a great problem to have. But find somebody who's good at it. You know, I've, I've sent some people over to not your dad's CPA, Mark, over there. They, they've, he's uh, assembling a, a bigger team because he's in the same boat kind of I am. But find somebody who understands, you know, reselling business. Because a lot of times when people try and do it themselves, they might take this large loss when they really don't need it. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, you got to know what you got because you're, you're paying taxes and you got to take uh, take advantage of what's there for you to take advantage of or, or what you've earned. I mean, you've bought the items and you don't necessarily just have to go down with it. If there's a, a way of accounting for it to say, hey, this is what, what I'm into it at, you know, yeah. you, you let that be known and it can it can benefit you. And, and that's the thing is it's the correct way to do it. It's like the legal way to do it. It's... It's accounting. A lot of it, it's it's unique. Um, like I said again to your to your situation. So learning, you know, what you should be doing is the most important thing because you're a business. Like there's no, it's not just you hustling and side things. Which brings me into my other point. That's why I love this podcast. We're digitally journaling. Um, I, I want to say that I was probably one of the guys in the forefront, the first guys that talked about these 1099ks. Venmo, it is happening. This is the year. If you think that you can get away with selling stuff yeah, you're online, you're so excited about this. If you think that you're pulling one over on the government, like I'm sticking it to the man, the only way you can essentially stick it to the man that is still hard to track or impossible to track is is cash monies. But most people don't deal in cash monies anymore. It's some sort of electronic transfer. You are going to have to report that, or you're going to get a nasty letter from Uncle Sam. And by nasty, he means they're going to want their money. It's not just going to be like, hey, we caught you. We know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't do it no more. It's going to be, hey, Derek, I'm going to send you an inflated amount because your 1099K 
And what I mean by that is that's the, the sheer gross number, that's the volume that came through your eBay account, your PayPal account, your Venmo account, your Zelle account, whatever online transfer, you know, money that you use, that 1099K is going to say, you know, $65,000. You know, you brought in a lot of money. But they don't know, if you didn't report it, how much money your expenses were. Because if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. You know, realistically, you've probably got, you know, 70 to 80%. That's really kind of what it is. Your margins might be about 20 to 25%. So, Really, you should only be paying taxes on, you know, anywhere from twelve to 18000 depending on your inventory like we just talked about. But that mean, nasty letter that the IRS is going to send to you is not going to say, hey, you need to pay taxes on $15,000 because we know you had expenses, your mileage driving down to Richfield, your slap fish on the way up to the Salt Lake game. That was good. <clears throat> um, you know, they're going to assume it's the whole amount, and it's going to be late. There's going to be penalties. So now you're going to get this letter that says, hey, you owe $22,000. And you're like, I didn't even make $22,000. Doesn't matter. The IRS is coming for you. They're, they're, they've got to have this money. I mean, we can't keep spending hundreds of trillions of dollars on nothing. That, that tax gap that they talk about, they're coming for it, and it's going to be electronic transfers. That's where they're going to get their monies, if that makes sense, my friend Eloy. It does, unfortunately. I do have a question for you. You're talking about Mark II, and he's ramping up. Our buddy over there, not your not your dad's CPA. You're doing pretty good here. Yeah. Things are going good. Why don't you just acquire him? Why don't we just buy Mark out, <laughs> and he can be part of the network. We can have him on a few podcasts or whatever, but you can put him to work out here. We can, uh, you know, make him, make him uh, do all sorts of bidding for us and, and, and that kind of thing. Why don't, why don't you step your game up and, and uh, make an acquisition? Uh, that's a great point, and... and... I think that your buddy Elon's finding out the same thing. Um, you know, just because you buy something doesn't mean it's going to work. Um, you know, there's a transition period. And uh, I'm kind of good where I'm at right now in my accounting firm. You know, we talked about trying new things, doing everything. I kind of got what I'm good at. Like, that's what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm making that process better. I have goals. You know, we've had a, a pretty good bump in revenue here. So I'm improving here. And I kind of like that. So as far as learning new things, that's kind of outside of my realm of my accounting thing because I like where I'm at. I don't want to rock the boat too much because we got a good thing rolling right now. I was just trying to start a feud or rivalry there with the onside <laughs> of the uh, online uh, retailer world of, of if you're Team Adam or Team Mark. But... Here's the best part is it doesn't matter because there, there's there's uh, more um, players in the game than there are uh, coaches or you know facilitators. Um, there's a lot more people doing it versus less people that are actually helping those kind of people out. Yeah, so. You're uh, kind of the gold rushes we've always talked about. There's the people who got rich, uh, you know, there's a few people got rich going on the, on the gold rush and finding gold, but most people were the suppliers. You're more of a supplier, we are, you, you and Mark and, and some of those guys. We are definitely suppliers right now. I mean, you, you dabble every now and again, you sell a little bit, but your you're real niche, your real bread and butter is the accounting side. Yeah, and it, uh, it couldn't be better. feel blessed beyond my, beyond my um, outer dreams. That allows me to uh, you know, go to a lot of football games, hopefully go to Vegas here with the boys, um, run down to uh, you know, the Rose Bowl, a lot of good things rolling. I, uh, I don't even know. Have I? Have I talked? Oh yeah, we talked about our New York trip. That was a good time. That was your. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't do shows. Adam's usually uh, just not not around out of the state. He's, uh, he's a traveling man. 
you know, going to the Music Man and uh, and games and all sorts of stuff. Just enjoying life. Uh, I, I know uh, it's it's that time of year, Deroy. And and also, uh, I I might as well say, follow me on Twitter at Deroy Everett. Well, it's still there. I don't know uh, by the time this comes out if Twitter will even be a thing anymore. But it's it's kind of fun to see what's going on, and uh, you know, it's always good to look back and just see things shaking out and figure out. I don't know if it's gonna. If it's gonna soar, if it's gonna crash and burn, who knows? But it's 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 kind of fun. It's it's like he's remodeling a house. He's ripping it down to the studs. Like he's just, you know, getting rid of everything. And we'll see how it turns out. It's kind of like one of those things that you hire your cousin uh, Cole. He might come in with a few different items and say, "Derek, I'm really good at putting in floors." And then he kind of does it. And then your wife's like, "Why did we?" have him come do this. Yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, the house was just fine. It didn't need to be remodeled, and you should just let it run and make revenue. And sometimes it really does, and it takes off, and uh, we're we're just, I mean, we're looking at the, the gutting process and what will be on the other side. It might just be a vacant lot for sale here in a couple months, or it might be a, a, a million-dollar mansion. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the multi-billion, billion, potentially trillion-dollar type thing. Who knows, but it's, it's uh, I don't know. Well, that, that, you know, Derek, we're getting a little uh, side side rails. But that's, that doesn't sound like us. That, that's what the show is about. It's all about, you know, uh, learning different things, talking about uh, not pop culture, but business culture. You know, the FTXs. Yeah, all we of throw your... a little pop culture in there as well. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of all over the place. Uh, we appreciate everyone that's been with us for these years. Uh, we're definitely not the most uh, focused on just business and, and reselling. And this is how you do it, nuts and bolts. But. We're the good time, guys. If you go to the party, there's the people talking shop and, like, you know, talking business and this is what we do or whatever. And then there's the fun guys over in the corner just cracking up. And you're like, I want to hang out with those guys. That's us. You know, we, we, we know what we're talking about. We do some of the stuff. Uh, but, really, we're just here for a good time, and, and we'll help you along your journey any way we want. If you want real serious deep diving talk and, uh, you know, crunching numbers and looking at spreadsheets, there's people that do that. And there's great shows that do that. If you just kind of want to uh, have a couple chuckles, Maybe get some new ideas of what to look for and realize that I'm not in this alone on the reselling world. We're we're you guys. We're your, we're your regular, uh, you know, bearded, gambling, swearing type. Uh, hey, this is a family clean show, Adam. I don't think we've ever have we ever swore on this show. Uh, if we did, I know you edited it out. So I, I appreciate your. Uh, your marvelous work at, at making me look better than what I really am. If you're ever uh, driving through a town, and there's like the old coffee shop where all the guys just get together and have them a cup of joe. Uh, maybe it's Saturday morning. Maybe it's just you know Thursday after work. And you walk in there, and there's a couple guys just holding court, and buddies are laughing about you know dragon jokes or <laughs> who knows what else. You knew right where I was going. Uh, that that's that's where me and Adam try to be in this world of like. You know, you just come in, you sit down, we share some stories, we have a couple of good laughs. We can't believe I sold this for that. I can't believe you found this for that. Oh, yeah, this guy tried to, you know, swindle me out of this, but I did that. I mean, we're just sharing some stories and having a good time. That's that's how I take it. A- inclusive of everybody, because, I don't know, the world, Adam, world is a fun place. And Adam will probably end up buying your coffee at the end of the night there, so. There, there's, a, there's a good chance. There's, there's a good chance, you know, what we like to... Uh, you know, we like to enjoy each other's company. And he'll teach us new swears, apparently. <laughs> yes, sir. So, that being said, my friend D-Roy, <laughs> there are two things in life that are for certain, and that would be... Death piles and taxes. We're well within our rights to use this song. 
Lots of dedication, we've researched the legislation and this music.